going live? Yeah, we are. You guys, who let us have a podcast? <laughs> Welcome to the Habit Podcast. I'm Christina Franklin. I'm Natalie Hopkins. And I'm Paige Burke. And welcome. I hope you guys are as excited as we are. <laughs> we are live. We're live. Hello, Elizabeth DeGroote. Hi. Thank you for having me. Is it DeGroote? DeGroote. DeGroote? Yes. You guys, we have Elizabeth DeGroote on the pod tonight. AKA How We Macro. <laughs> AKA Howie Macro. I feel like, do people call you by your handle instead of your name? No, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> Never. But thank you guys so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here. And oh my God, so we're so excited to have you. We should probably introduce you. So, guys, welcome. We're having a little bit of technical difficulties with our previous episode with Rachel. So, if you guys are expecting this episode to be about supplements, as you can see, it is not about supplements. So, that's going to be the next one that we put out, just FYI. So, tonight we actually have Elizabeth DeGroat of Howie Macro. Elizabeth is a mom of three kids. She was just telling us about her babies. They're all under the age of five. So like you obviously double a superwoman and you still manage to not only track your macros, be in the best shape of your life, but also run an entire macro blog. So anyway, you literally do it all. So we're going to hear a little bit about you tonight, your journey, your macro food blog, which is like my new favorite thing ever. Those like apple turnover things you made look ridiculous. And we're going to be talking about your favorite kitchen macro hacks. But first, on a brand new segment, <laughs> every week is a new surprise. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what hair color dye do you use? No, <laughs> we're going to be talking about what we're listening to. So we've already done what we've read. We've done what we're watching. Now we're talking about what we're listening to. All of the senses are being taken care of. So podcasts, audiobook, albums, music, whatever. Elizabeth, what are you listening to? Well, if I don't have my children in the car, I... Oh, <laughs> yeah, I know. There's spicy. like kid music and then not so kid music. But <laughs> I love country music. Love to listen to that. And as far mm. as podcasts go, my favorite is the Risen Motherhood podcast, which is just really good truths for moms and just helps you focus on the really important things about motherhood. So I love that one. Is there one like specific person that hosts it or is it like a variety of hosts? It is two moms who host it, obviously they're moms, um, but they do have like guests on their episodes and love yeah, it's really fun. Love it. As two non-mothers yet, yeah. yet. that's fascinating to me. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that's fascinating. Paige, what are you listening to? I am. I think I talked about this last time that we recorded, but I'm listening to the Euphoria soundtrack because it is like a melting pot of all of the genres. I mean, there's like 50s music all the way to like Drake to Nicki Minaj to like uh, Labyrinth. So you're watching Euphoria and listening so to So I finished Euphoria. Euphoria like two weeks ago and I'm super sad. Okay. I just bulldozed right through it because I miss it. And so now I'm just listening to the soundtrack. When I'm not listening to the soundtrack, I am typically listening to the Almost 30 podcast. It's a lifestyle. <laughs> Why is that funny? <laughs> Because every time we do ridiculous shit on Instagram, we hashtag it, this I know. is 30 or this, this is, is almost, almost 30. 30. Exactly. <laughs> no, that's so true. 
And my although I'm already in my 30s, so I mean, you are you literally just turned 30 a minute ago. I'm so. I am hold on. <laughs> T, hold on. Hold you were like I am what nine, yeah, nine days, days in. into my 30s. Woo. Oh, you are. <laughs> Happy birthday. I am. Oh, thank you so much. I just turned 30 um, this year, too. Huh? So I feel you on the 30. I'm almost know. there. I, I am literally the almost 30. <laughs> You're almost <laughs> literally almost so close. So no, they they have an array of topics from crystals to meditation to entrepreneurship. They do it all. So I enjoy their guests a lot. I love that. So I have been listening to a lot of really dark shit lately and it's not been good. So like I'm watching Mindhunter on which is about serial killers on Netflix. And then I'm listening to The Whisper Man, which is also about serial killers. And so I was just like, I noticed for like a couple of days, I was in a really dark place. I think because like anything I was watching and listening to was just about like really bad stuff. So I took a quick pivot and I heard about this thing called Overheard at National Geographic. It's like a new podcast. And it's basically like the stories people tell in the Nat Geo offices. So, yeah. So super light, very. Oh, I bet it's fascinating. Yeah. So it's about like whales and like how they communicate through song and like, but it's like through people that work there and like them telling the story. So it's really, it's a different person every week. It's like, I, I've been really enjoying it. It's, it's, it's a, a lighter. Yeah. A lighter fare. Audio. Yeah. A lighter fare than uh, what I've been listening to because I was in a really weird place. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> you psycho. <laughs> I no, my goodness. Uh, I love um, some serial killer stuff also, though. Like, I love to watch Dateline. Do you watch Dateline? No. no. all the it's, time. Yeah. It's very interesting, but I can't watch it, like, at night. I have to watch it, like, no. in the middle of the day during nap time. So. Specifically during nap time. (laughs) That's a perfect segue into Elizabeth. Tell us about (laughs) you, your life, and what your day consists of. (laughs) Oh, well, first of all, um, I'm a stay-at-home mom of three. I have three kids. One is five. He's in kindergarten. And then I have three-and-a-half-year-old daughter and a -a one-and-a-half-year-old son. So they keep me very busy. And day-to-day is routine in a lot of ways, but also very flexible. There's always a nap time during the middle of the day, which is wonderful, which is when I do um, a lot of work for macro counting and cooking and all sorts of things. So that is my little break in there to get all the things done. Yeah. So yeah. And I've been married to my husband for nine years now. And yeah, that's about that. <laughs> I love that. So tell me a little bit about how you got here and what you're currently working on. Because for our listeners who don't know about How We Macro, which it's just at How We Macro on, and I'll link it in our, our episode notes. But tell us a little bit about that because that's been a fascinating, like, what has it been, nine months? Yeah, I don't, I'm not even sure. Like maybe like six or seven-ish, somewhere around there. Yeah, yeah. tell us a little bit about how you got into macros and then how you got into what you're doing now because it is so cool. Well, uh, it's been a year yesterday I started counting macros and I was just feeling kind of stuck. After having my third son, I had like five pounds left that I wanted to lose. 
So I was like, you know what? I'm going to try this macro county thing. I had seen people do it. I had been like watching people on Instagram do it. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to try it. So I ended up doing a little macro challenge. And then I ended up losing that extra baby weight really quickly. And then I went on to lose like a lot more weight past that. And I'm actually smaller than I was when I got married, smaller than I was when I was in college. Like it was just kind of surprising how that weight just flew off. But I think a lot of it is because I was actually fueling my body properly and eating protein. And I, I mean, before I started tracking macros, I was eating like on a good day, 80 grams of protein oh, yeah. a day. And so oh, yeah. now I'm just able to fuel my body well and then also yeah achieve some aesthetic goals that I have too so and yeah so obviously there was a lot of success that came with that and my husband was kind of encouraging me to look for something like another hobby because I I'm pretty sure we're done having babies at this point and I was just in the baby mode for so long like I was either pregnant or nursing a baby for like six years straight so I was kind of coming out. Oh my God. Yeah. So obviously that's a big toll on your body too. So (laughs) when you put it like that, it was like, I mean, back to back to back, you either have, you're pregnant, you're nursing, you have a toddler or or a baby or a newborn or a toddler for. Yeah. A long time. All of your (laughs) twenties. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, it was crazy, but you know, obviously good crazy. So mm-hmm. I'm curious, like I've just been, we've, I've, we've had so many intro calls this week, you guys, it's been crazy. So I'm always curious to hear about like people's gut reaction of like how much food you can have from a macro standpoint. How did you transition into that? Eating so much food? Yeah. Like, that- <laughs> yeah. Like, okay. So to like better ask it carbs, like from a, from a woman's standpoint, they're known as like the enemy. And they're known as like, ooh, like that's going to make me gain weight. Like, did you have that kind of perspective or were you just like, let's just see what this is all about and dive headfirst into it? I would say I just kind of dove headfirst into it. Yeah, because I was just having babies and nursing, I wasn't really paying attention at all to what I was eating. I was eating anything and everything, a lot of carbs to just kind of give me energy and get through. But when I started eating protein and really upping my intake of that was when I started to see the weight come off, you know, muscle that I didn't know that I had in my body and more energy. And yeah, I just loved it. Like once I got a hold of how awesome I felt with protein, it's like I can't get enough of it. Like my coach will tell you I am always over on my protein. That is just like what I do because I love it so much. <laughs> so great. Oh yeah, girl. It's yeah. once you get a taste of it and you see what your body's capable of when you have enough, you're just like, oh yeah, I am a literal superwoman now. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, yeah, I know for people who are just starting out with their protein, like I felt this way too. It's like, how in the world am I going to eat 140 grams of protein? Like mm-hmm. it is so daunting, but yeah. Once you find things that you love, you don't want to turn back from it. So, yeah. So you're more shredded than you've ever been. I just saw your before and after pictures on your Instagram and like my jaw was on the floor. Oh, I, I had to like scoop it up. Oh my God. Go on her oh Instagram. Girls literally got like three babies around her with her abs popping out. Outrageous. <laughs> anyway, so you're fitter, more energized and, and more shredded than ever before. So when did you kind of decide, let me start a blog? <laughs> 
Well, yeah, I was, you know, in that baby stage for so long. And then I was just kind of looking for another outlet. And my husband encouraged me to like, you know, just like post some things. And it was kind of funny because I was so scared about it. And like, I didn't tell anybody who I knew for like months that I had this Instagram page. It was like kind of this like secret thing that I did. But in hindsight, I'm kind of glad that I did that because it allowed me to just like be open and not care about like what people thought. And it just grew and grew and grew. I was so surprised. I'm still like completely humbled that I have people who want to follow me and who try my recipes. And it's just been a really fun project. I've always loved cooking, love baking, love exercise, love all those things. And now this is just kind of a way to put it all together and um, explore those passions that I have. I love that. So just for people that don't follow you, in the last six months from starting or six, eight months since you've started Howery Macro, how large has your following grown? Well, it was zero at the end of February. Nothing. (laughs) And now I'm like, yeah, over 7,000. So it's just kind of, yeah, crazy. Wow. I still can't believe it. Oh my God. Savage. You get so many people tagging you because I, I, we follow you and we like love you, obviously, and you work with Coach Nat. So like, I feel like we're like fangirling you slash you're in the community. So it's just like a lot of connections, but we do follow you. And um, I feel like you're posting more and more every day that people are tagging you in recipes yes. of yours that they're making, which has got to be a, kind of a surreal feeling for you. Oh, yeah. It is so crazy. And yeah, it's. Um, scary to put recipes out there because you're like, oh man, I hope that, you know, people like them. But to hear all that positive reactions to it, it has been, yeah, so fun. And I mean, I love this, these recipes. My family loves these recipes. And I'm a firm believer that whatever you're doing, whether it's macro counting or what other way you're trying to eat, if you are eating food that you love, it's not going to feel miserable. And like diets, they shouldn't feel miserable. You need to be eating things that you love. And if you're not, find them. And so I think I was under this conception for macro counting, which was kind of why I held off for so long that I just had to eat things like chicken and turkey and broccoli and rice. And that was it. That was Those were the only things that I could eat. And once I got into it and saw like, no, it doesn't have to be that way, I was just like, wow, I want to share this with other people that you can eat pizza, you can eat salads, you can eat burgers. There's so many things that you can enjoy. It doesn't have to be, you know, so restrictive. Oh, I feel the exact same way. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, so tell me about what the most popular slash like favorite recipe that either your followers like or you like or your family likes. Okay. So definitely the most popular recipe that I've posted is called Million Dollar Spaghetti. And it's not actual spaghetti, it's spaghetti squash, but okay, yeah, use it with pasta sauce. And then you make this like gooey, cheesy layer with cream cheese and sour cream and cheese. And then yeah, ground turkey, (laughs) more cheese on top. It is so, so good. Huge serving size. And it also makes leftovers, which the leftovers are probably even better than the first day. So that is by far the most popular recipe. Did you just like make it up, make up that name? Well, no, they're like all over the internet is like million dollar spaghetti. But I was just like, oh, I wonder if I can make this a little bit lighter and more macro friendly. And sure enough, yes, yeah, it turned out a really big winner. <laughs> it's, it's so good. My kids love it too. So that's always a win. I see people tag you in that a lot. Yes. 
Yeah, it's very. And I'm popular. always like, what is this? Yeah. <laughs> what is this like cheesy bake that everybody's eating? Yeah, it's pretty darn good. So, and what's your favorite thing? Um, I feel like you're a big baker. Yeah, I do a lot I of baking. Am. Yeah, I am a big baker. I really love and my kids love too um the zucchini bread that I have on there and any banana bread recipes I love to bake it is just yeah such a treat and then the kids love it also so yeah that's probably up there on mine it also has no fat so that's also kind of nice so oh love me a pure love me a pure carb source (laughs) yeah So knowing that a lot of people listening to this either don't track macros yet or are new to tracking macros, what do you think the hardest part about cooking on macros is? Because so many people come in, they're like, I don't have time to spend in the kitchen all day long. And they get very stressed about having to meal prep and do all these things. So what, what do you think is the hardest part when you start out about tracking macros in the kitchen? Well, I think it's hard because there is so much to learn. Mm. There really is. Like when I started, I remember like the food scale was the big thing. And it was like, what in the world is this thing? I don't know how to use it at all. So mm-hmm. um, I started with the food scale and then it was creating a recipe in my fitness pal. It was like a complete foreign language to me at first. Mm-hmm. I had no idea. There's weighing things raw versus cooked. Like the list could go on of things that you can learn about cooking with macronutrients. But you just need to start with what you know and what you're capable of. And for the first while with macro counting, I didn't really use my fitness pal to create recipes. I just used like the nutrition facts that I found online for recipes. And it wasn't that accurate, but it still was a way for me to kind of be in the ballpark range. And then as I grew and learned more, I was able to um, figure out how to make recipes in my fitness pal. And yeah, it's just evolved from there. So just kind of start with what you are capable of. Just pick one thing and get really good at that and then um, grow from there. You don't have to do it all at first. Just like snackable little bites. Yes. Here and there. <laughs> what a great answer. I, know, I love that. You don't have to try and do everything at once. I think is no. like the best takeaway. Yeah. No, you and you don't. Because I still learn something new, I swear to God, like every week. I'm like, oh my God, like I was doing this wrong still? (laughs) Yeah. No, it's so true. And like I've talked about it on my Instagram before too. Like my son is learning how to read, but you don't teach a kid to read by just like throwing them a book, right? You, you, You build upon those things. So if you're feeling overwhelmed, just start with like a little bit and then add on from there. I feel like it's really good advice to like, even if you're not perfect and you're just like ballparking it by using other people's similar recipes and not like that exact recipe that's still going to get you further than giving up yeah no (laughs) totally yeah yeah oh love okay um as a as like the resident foodie of of the of the coach bunch I'm always curious to ask people what is always in their fridge or in their pantry oh the answer is a lot of things because I have a family of five people to feed. So we have to be prepared. Probably the biggest. Prepared. Yeah. Like you really do because like kids, they don't wait. a battle. You know, <laughs> they, are, they are ready to eat when they are ready to eat. So the biggest one that I always have to have for my kids is milk. They are big milk drinkers. Have four gallons a week that we go through, which is insane. So what? Um, yeah, I know. They're Do just, you drink milk? I drink it in my coffee. My husband does. Also a little thing about my family that is probably helpful for 
knowing why we drink so much milk. My husband is six seven ish, a little taller than six seven. I'm five ten. This is good to know. So yeah, I have massive kids. They need a lot of milk. So, <laughs> so your five year old looks like he's seventeen. <laughs> Not seventeen, but for sure seven. Yeah, definitely. Oh my god. Okay, that is actually very helpful to know. Yeah. You have a big growing family. I do. I sure do. So. We also keep a lot of Greek yogurt on hand, cheese, deli meat, peanut butter. Let's see. Yeah. Fruits. Lots. Yeah. Lots of dairy, fruits and vegetables for sure. Like I always try and make sure that my kids are eating a fruit or vegetable every time they sit down. That's just something that I've tried to do to incorporate some healthy habits for them. So yeah, a lot of food. I have like an off the cuff thing or off the cuff question. So do you know ahead of time what you want to experiment with to like make a recipe and like, do you buy the ingredients or do you kind of just have like an experimenting day? Good question. (laughs) I have an idea usually. So the way that I have been kind of trying to do it is I am just thinking about things that I might want to try and I write them down and I go back to that when I'm looking for the next week and I kind of think of how that might work and then prepare the ingredients for that. So, I mean, I definitely buy some ingredients, but sometimes it is off the cuff. So it's just, um, depends on what it is. Like the apple air fryer, apple pies that I made those I had ingredients for. So that was more like off the cuff, but yeah, some things I need to specifically get ingredients. And do you need like a couple rounds of revisions on a couple of these things or? Yeah. I mean, I usually, I usually do try, um, it a couple times to make sure like the recipe is correct and yeah. that it wasn't just like Luke or something or I didn't skip an ingredient. So I do try to do those sometimes. though, like that million dollar spaghetti, it was a one and done deal. It was sure. like, no, this is it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like the people need to know yes. about this. I yeah. just think like creating recipes is a freaking art. Like for someone that's not a foodie and is just like microwave and like, you know, a few like quick stir fries every now and then is like, a Oh, big give yourself meal. some credit. I mean, you made some nice looking meals. I mean, here and there, but I truly think like from scratch, making something is a talent. So I love to hear the process behind it. Yeah. Well, thank you. I grew up in a family that was really into food. Like, yeah, they, you know, they've always encouraged us to like try different things. Like if we get together for Thanksgiving, everybody's bringing like their best salad, their best, you know, like, so it's kind of fun to have that be yeah part of my life too now because I've kind of grew up around it so you and Christina's family could just like hang yeah so fun (laughs) we love us some food I honestly think that people that really love food make the best macro counters yeah because you're like we're not willing to give up yes the things that we love and the creativity and the like art of it but it really is easy to take things that you love and grew up on and just like alter them to be like really amazing with the stats. Yes. No, I totally agree. (laughs) There's recipes now that I make that are like old, old, old family recipes that are actually better now that they are now macro friendly. Yeah. Like they taste better. Mm -hmm. That's just how I feel. (laughs) Yeah. That's how I feel. I know. Okay. So as a protein queen. Okay. And again, knowing that a lot of people listening to this, protein's a little hard for them when they start. Mm -hmm. Quick protein tips. Finding things that you like to eat and can Mm. go to. Like mine is Greek yogurt. I love Greek yogurt so much. Mm -hmm. So um, I know that if I'm in a pinch, I can have some Greek yogurt and 
yeah, that I, that will help me hit my goal. I also think that you should try and get protein every chance that you're sitting down. Make sure that you're trying to get some protein in. And yeah, yes. that stuff adds up. Yeah. Sneaky protein. Yeah. Even if it's like a string cheese. Yes. Like, eight, you know, seven or eight grams. Yep. That's going to help for your total. Definitely. Love that. Also, I... I'm going to, I'm going to add my own tip in there yeah. too, which is four ounces of meat. It's never my serving size. Yeah. I'm like a six ouncer yeah. for sure. Yep. Like I'm like a four eggs, six ounces of meat kind of girl. Yeah. So don't be afraid. No, definitely eat a not. lot of protein in a sitting if you really like it. Yeah. And like, like you said, finding, um, things that you like. I prefer chicken thighs over breasts. That's just me. They are very delicious. <laughs> I can eat them in a really aggressive format. So (laughs) it's fine. All right. Last question for you. Any tips for new macro trackers who are lost in the kitchen, whether it's about building meals, whatever, just like your, your blanket advice, like I'm counting macros. I walk into my kitchen. Help. Yeah. Again, I would say kind of just starting with what you know, like think about maybe the meals that you love to eat on a regular basis and start looking at them and thinking like, how could I add more protein to this? How could I scale down on the fat? How can I uh, make my carbs a little bit more balanced? Like you need to be looking at what you already enjoy and love and just kind of altering that, you know, kind of like you were talking about those family recipes that you love, you've made them more macro friendly and then you can enjoy them. And I think if you're, you don't feel like that you have to completely change the way that you eat is yeah helpful. Great answer. That's a really good answer. <laughs> I yeah. I love that <laughs> I don't answer. Know. Oh, yeah. Great. And then, I feel like no, I think that's macro tra- that's something that our macro trackers or that's something that macro trackers don't hear. Mm-hmm. It's that like it's like I feel like when you start tracking macros you think like okay, I need to find a protein source, a carb source and a fat source. I need to put it together to make what macros are. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> or it's like you really don't have to go about it that way. You can yeah. just start with something you like, put it into my fitness pal and be like, all right, it's a little under on protein, a little high on carbs. Maybe I need to like sub half of these noodles for something that's a little more full of volume yeah. or add a bunch of veggies into it and and cut the serving size in half or, you yeah. know, add protein into the sauce, whatever. And I think yeah. people are so used to looking at just calories and not looking at the macronutrient breakdown of things. Totally. So I feel like people just get like, wait, what are even macros? What do I eat? And it's like, it's in the things you're already eating in your day. Mm -hmm. You just might need more or less of something. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Sweet. Amazing. And then so where can our listeners find you? I am on Instagram at Howie Macro. I do have a Facebook page and I'm also on Pinterest. So I'm, yeah, always really yeah, trying to get, yeah, trying to get some inspiration and Fun. All right. We'll link all of that into our episode notes. And the last thing that we need to talk about tonight is something that's very near and dear to our hearts. <laughs> Natalie's not with us tonight to introduce it. So Elizabeth, will you introduce our macro hack of the week? It's the macro hack of the week. Woo-hoo! Yeah! <laughs> that was pretty good. That was pretty good. Oh, Did you, you announced it. Why don't you give us give us your uh, your macro hack of the week? Yeah. So now that we're into the fall season, you know, everybody, you know, they want to have their pumpkin spice flavored everything. I'm no exception to that. I found in my local food store pumpkin spice extract, which I have been adding like 
a drop or really? two into my coffee or my Greek yogurt, and it just gives like that spicy flavor, no calories. But yeah, it's been a nice little fall addition to my yeah mind blown. Not pumpkin pie spice. No, it's pumpkin an extract, kind of like vanilla extract. extract no shit. Coconut. Yeah. Huh. Your reaction. I didn't even know it was a vegan bite. It's not an extract. Like you, you extract vanilla, you extract almond, you don't extract pumpkin spice. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. They have like cake batter extract. <gasps> they have coconut extract. They have like what brand? So is many this? McCormick. Oh, what? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What are the macros in like a drop or two? Anything? I don't think Nothing. there's anything. Yeah, say. it's okay. just like yeah, just extra. Okay, I love that. Extra. I put <laughs> nutmeg and cinnamon in my coffee grinds when I pour coffee oh, into yeah. it. To spice it because I'm just like, want that flavor, but I didn't know this was an option. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Paige, what's your macro hack? So I actually have two because it just happened to me. I realized that I had a pack of crystal light packs in my cupboard. And Elizabeth, I'm pretty sure you gave me this idea. Okay. I want to say though, that you had like the, the one that you had had caffeine in it. Yes. Okay. That was you then. So yeah. That, this was not intentionally my macro hack of the week, but I just downed like a gallon, I feel like, of crystal lights <laughs> because I am so sick of water right now. I did like a hot yoga yeah. class this morning and I can't even like bear the thought of more water. So I already had a bubbly water today. So I like had to go the, ne- the next route and I was like digging through my pantry and I found those. So I just loved that. I thought that was genius. Yeah. But I'll do another one because why not? Right. And it's kind of in the same vein as Elizabeth was saying, find your protein that you like to eat. So I'm hearing a lot of like, I can't even think about turkey or chicken anymore. What are your other ideas? And I mean, immediately my mind goes to more of like a red meat based option. So Mm -hmm. Mark and I actually just did a rump roast. That's really hard to say. A rump roast. roast (laughs) In the crock pot. And we just did like carrots and potatoes and did like a little seasoning with it. And it was like the, it was stupid how easy it was, but we just did that. We've been doing the Lily pork tenderloin. Lily loves, is it Lily loves macros? Yeah. She has like Lily eats and tells. And then it's like Lily loves macros. Yeah. What do I say? Yeah. They're two different names. So Lily's pork tenderloin. And then of course, like some shrimp every now and then doesn't hurt either. Mm. Love that. What's yours? I think rump roast is pretty lean. It's it's isn't it? very lean. It took me honestly a good Mark and I actually Mark actually helped me to search for the right log on my fitness pal to like see the exact macros because he had already thrown away the wrapper. So I couldn't scan it in. So um we found the right one and I'm pretty sure it's like half to one to um fat to protein. Oh love. Yeah. 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 Not bad at all. Love that. Cool. My macro hack has to do with dairy. Since now we know Elizabeth's family only eats dairy. (laughs) (laughs) My macro hack is really not a hack. It's just my favorite cheese finds right now. The one that I always go to, brie over peanut butter every damn day of the week. It is literally half the calories. It is over way more protein than you get in two tablespoons. One ounce of um of brie is way more protein than you would get in a tablespoon or two of peanut of nut butter. It has less than half the fat you would also get and has no carbs. So for an ounce of brie, you're looking at like a one to one fat protein ratio, usually around six or seven grams of fat and protein 
um, which is kind of amazing. Way better than you're like 16 grams of fat and you're like four grams of protein and like four grams of carbs for your peanut butter. So that's a good one. I just rediscovered fat-free feta. I mean, I've been crumbling that on every freaking omelet, scramble, everything that I've been making has been like fat-free feta. It's just pure protein. Goat cheese. I know Paige, you're not a huge fan of goat cheese, but I love goat cheese. I had an omelet at a restaurant the other day that was like goat cheese, sun-dried tomatoes, and arugula in an egg white omelet. And it was unbelievable. And goat cheese typically has a one-to-one fat protein ratio as well. Unless you get like a triple cream, which is going to have more, but goat cheese, really, really, really good stats. You don't even have to get low fat goat cheese. Um, That is just the way goat cheese is made. And light string cheese, light string cheese, amazing. Usually like four grams of fat, seven grams of um, protein. Can't beat it for a snack. So Favorite cheese finds. That's my macro hack. <laughs> nice. What do you eat with your brie? Or like, um, I usually have it with an apple or a pear. Okay. Or in between two slices of thin sliced Dave's Killer bread as like a grilled cheese. Yum. That sounds really good. I also with like apples and like a slice of ham. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like a full yeah. situation. Yum. That sounds delicious. <laughs> I feel like the stats are surprisingly here. really good. Surprisingly, really, really, really good stats. And if you got that exact sandwich at a restaurant, like if you got like a brie and apple, you know, melt at a restaurant, you would be looking at, I mean, horrific, <laughs> horrific numbers. But if you go home and you make it yourself and you do really thin apple slices and you get like a, a, you know, not like a triple cream brie, if you get like a good brie, even like a Trader Joe's lower fat brie, if you want to go super low fat and you get thin sliced Dave's Killer bread, you don't like sop it in butter when you grill and press it. It is so good. So good. And not and good and good for you. Yeah. Sounds awesome. I also, I feel like I need to mention that another reason we're so big on dairy is my husband's family's in the dairy industry. Like oh, they have, yeah, dairy cows. So, so yeah, it's another, they have dairy cows. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. They're so cute. I'm sure. <laughs> I bet they are. Thank you Elizabeth, so much. Thank you cows. so much for your yes. time, tips, People are gonna love this. hacks, and your dairy love yeah <laughs> dairy gets a bad rap like dairy has been yeah. getting like shit on and like i love dairy oh, yeah yeah Paige loves dairy oh, yeah. like you know you can't do dairy on whole 30 or paleo or all these things people yeah. are doing these days but here we are thriving yes. on dairy yeah. <laughs> i know i could never stick with those things well obviously for other reasons too but yeah i was like what i can't have like cheese this know. is what you know rough so it's a tragedy thank you so much next week by the way we're going to be so next week you're going to be hearing rachel's podcast who is our resident scientist who's going to be debunking all sorts of batshit crazy nutrition myths but the following week (laughs) we're going to be talking about something a little controversial it's the scale oh yeah okay yeah so how when and if to use this very polarizing object topic demon thing We're going to be talking about it. And that's it. Have a great night, guys. Thank you.